Welcome, coaches. This is Tony Schiffman, and you are listening to the Hog Football Podcast. The Hog Football Chat was created as a way for coaches to talk about all things football and all things offensive line, and we took off via Twitter. With the help of so many great sponsors, we were able to create an amazing network of our coaching community. Now we've decided to launch our first ever podcast series. Please don't forget to check out those amazing sponsors on Twitter. This podcast series is presented by Platform, an online strength and conditioning tool that partners with over 800 schools across the country. Go check out platform.com, that's P-L-T-4-M.com for our full series and catch up on any episodes you might have missed. Don't forget to check out at Coach Schiffman on Twitter and use the hashtag HogFootballChat when you're there. We have a great episode for you today, so let's go ahead and kick this off. Before we even kick off the podcast, I want to just remind everyone to go like, subscribe, and keep up with these weekly episodes. If you like what you hear, spread the word so more coaches can tune in for our weekly podcasts. All right, here we go. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Hog Football Podcast. Today I've got with me Coach Anthony Calgene. Coach Calgene is currently the linebackers coach, special teams coordinator, um, as well as the recruiting coordinator at Ursinus College. Uh, Got his playing career started as a linebacker at Lafayette before getting into coaching at Bernard's High School in New Jersey. Was the defensive and special teams coordinator there for two seasons before moving to Bethel University in Tennessee where he was the GA coaching running backs. Stayed there for a year before moving to Franklin and Marshall, helping on the defensive side of the ball, and has now been at Ursinus for five seasons. Coach Calgeen, what's going on? How are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm, I'm doing good. Doing really good. So, awesome. um, you know, first question I've got to ask, and I know you're a defensive coach, but talk to me about how the offensive line played a part in the success of some of the really good teams you, you've been, uh, been involved with. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think, you know, any team I've been around, that has had any type of success, it's always had a great offensive line and great, you know, being relative, you know, some, some teams are more talented than others, but I think just having a great cohesive unit and a cohesive group um, has made all the difference. You know, I even look today, you know, with the, uh, the, the Twitter chat you guys got going mm-hmm. and then now the, the podcast, like I sit there and I'm like amazed, you know, uh, there's just such a huge, you know, community uh, of O-line guys reaching out to each other, helping each other out. Uh, and I, you know, I, I sit there and, and just read it because I'm trying to learn and, and trying to get better. Uh, and we had the linebacker chat going for a little bit, um, but it's definitely, you know, it's not the outpouring that it is uh, for the offensive line. And uh, right. I just sit there and learn. It's It's been awesome. But, you know, from an X's and O's standpoint, you know, if you can run the ball, you can do anything. You know, little known fact, I was a quarterback in high school and there were games that we won you know, I was 0 for 1 with an interception. Those, <laughs> those guys up front, you know, yeah. they just paved the way. So uh, it's, you know, been instrumental in every every team I've been a part of. Uh, if you got an offensive line, uh, you can you can do some things. Right. Uh, and, and you kind of – you mentioned the, the, the offensive line kind of coaching fraternity we've got. I, I think truthfully with, with everything going on, you know, in, in, in the game and in, in the world even, I think the, the – coaching fraternity as a whole just everybody has been so great this during this time from you know right now as of as of this day recording it's July 1st you know since mm-hmm. kind of everything started in, in the middle of March I think the 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 coaching fraternity from high school to power five has just been so phenomenal uh during all of this and just really really helpful to everybody and it's been so Absolutely. so awesome so um no, it's I pretty feel cool. like 
you know, quarantine has definitely had its moments where it's, it sucked because, you know, you're, you're looking forward to the weekend, but there's nothing really going on on the weekends. But I've been able to connect to so many coaches right. that I wouldn't have otherwise been able to learn from. It's been an amazing experience. Right. Absolutely. 100%. Um, you know, kind of that kind of brings me to my first question. You know, you were a, you were a player at Lafayette College, uh, played linebacker. Um, was was coaching something that was always kind of in the back of your mind while you were playing or was it kind of you got done and, and graduated college and then sort of just said, hey, I don't know what I want to do. I'm going to do this. Or, or had you thought about it kind of prior? Yeah, I mean, you know, going to college. Uh, I was definitely a guy that's like, all right, I'm going to be the pride of the Patriot League and make it to the NFL and all that stuff. <laughs> um, and then when I wasn't playing as a freshman, I'm like, you know what, maybe I'm not as good as I think. Um, I was a government and law major. So I, I got a great uh, internship with a congressman going into my sophomore year and, you know, working 40 hour weeks and in the office doing all those different things. And like the best part of my day was when I got to leave, I got to go work out at my high school and then I'd stick around and like help out at my high school and, and help coaching. And I remember talking to my mom, like, oh, mom, my internship is so boring. She's like, well, you enjoy coaching. Like, why don't you do that? And that's the first time it ever really clicked for me. Uh, And then I think going forward from there is always, okay, I I need to need to scratch that itch and and get into the profession somehow. Right. And now you're stuck forever. Yep, absolutely. (laughs) I think that's, that's a lot of, I mean, that's, that's kind of a lot of coaches though that I've, that I've talked to. I mean, myself Mm -hmm. included, I was, I never even thought about coaching until five years prior or five years after I graduated college and, and then kind of, like you said, I, 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 I started to help out and then it just kind of, it grows on you quick. So Mm -hmm. um, that's that's cool. Um, You know, you, you, you play, obviously you played linebacker. You still, you still coach linebackers. Um, Talk to me a bit about your, your one season at, at, uh, at Bethel coaching the running backs. Was that difficult, uh, you know, to transition to that, that, coaching style or, or were you able to kind of take it in stride and has it helped you become a better defensive coach? Yeah, absolutely. I have to say that was probably one of the best learning experiences for me as just a person, you know, moving from New Jersey where I got five malls within 15 minutes of me to, you know, Mackenzie, Tennessee, which was, you know, we're 15 miles to the closest mall. Right. Um, so I grew a lot as a person, but, you know, we had a, a great staff, a big staff. I, I was one of six GAs. Um, and just, you know, learned offense. And it's one of those things where it's like, man, like I wish I would have known that, you know, on, on the stretch play or inside zone, what that running back's reading or understanding like the, the pass protections more because uh, it could have helped me so much more as a player. Mm-hmm. Um, but it definitely, you know, it, it helped me learn the, the game. Um, and I would also say like even just like teaching my, my you know, pass blocking or, or something like that from the running back position, it's the same exact thing as teaching block destruction except instead of like trying to rip them, you're trying to hold on to them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, I was able to see a lot of the, uh, the connections between, you know, just the, the different positions and the different techniques that we're teaching. So yeah, that was an invaluable experience. Yeah. It's, it's kind of funny, you know, I've, I've heard a hundred coaches say, you know, you should, if you want to be a successful head coach anywhere at any level, you should try to coach both sides of the ball at some point in your career. And, and I think Absolutely. some, some coaches listen to that and some coaches follow that, but some coaches, you know, it's not, that's not everyone doesn't need to do that. But um, do you think that's, I mean, you, you obviously think it's helped you along, along the way for, for that kind of path. Oh, absolutely. And honestly, like, you know, I, I've dove into, you know, linebacker play and technique and understanding, you know, all types of different defenses, which has been great. And I feel like I, I've, I've learned a lot, 
but I would love to go back to the offensive side or move to DBs or you mm-hmm. know, just keep on expanding because it's only going to you know help me in the long run. I oh, absolutely. Everybody else too. So yeah, it's all. I mean, it's all knowledge that you know that, and that's good. That's you know, as a coach, you want to continue to learn that knowledge and build that kind of memory bank and uh, of everything. So that, that that that's a good thing. You want to keep doing that. Um, absolutely. Yeah. You know, one of the questions I always kind of ask uh, defensive guys because you're not you're not the, obviously you're not the first defensive coach. You know, predominantly defensive coach I've had on the on the the podcast before, but mm-hmm. um, kind of as you. As you go through a week as a linebacker coach or a defensive coordinator, what is it that you're looking at on the offensive line? You know, what what are you looking at on the opposition's um, front, and, and what is it that you're trying to kind of scout and, and relay to your team uh, to prepare for for that opponent? Obviously, uh, as the week goes on, what are you kind of what are your eyes on? What are you kind of keen on? Definitely, I mean, when looking at the offensive line, I think. You know, day one when I, we start to go over it on Sunday and we're just we're watching it, uh, just trying to get a general idea of you know how they're running their inside zone, outside zone, power counter, all that stuff. Uh, if there's any type of wrinkle or like you know a lot of teams in our league have started running T wrap and, and some different things that'll you know provide some problems for you. Mm-hmm. Um, later on in the week, you know, it's it's probably looking more at the personnel. You know, is it a you know a three year three year starter at offensive tackle, or is it you know a freshman who's being thrown to the fire? Uh, and then even like you know diving into it a little bit more, you know, just watching where where are the breakdowns coming? You know, if this defense tackle is getting off the, the the block and making a play, you know, is it somebody who's a, a weakness in their you know in, in the offensive line, or you know is the that, that guard just crushing people and? You know, we need to move on him or something like that. Um, and then as we go uh, further along in the week, and we're looking at, at pass protection, that type of stuff. And again, you know, just those, that, that first time you're looking at it, or is it three-man slide, four-man slide? What are they like? You know, is it to the back, away from the back, et cetera? Um, but then also looking in pass protection where, you know, things start to break down and who's someone that we can probably, you know, get our best rusher on because, you know, protections pick up every single blitz that, that you're going to be able to run. Right. Uh, unless you're just sending more people. Um, and it's really about just getting that, that matchup and, you know, you know, that, that type of stuff. So that's, that's really right. what we look for. Right. And that's kind of, I mean, truthfully, that's, that's the exact thing that we're looking for too on the offensive side. I mean, we're, we're looking for, for matchups and we're looking for taking advantage of, of, like you said, the, the younger player or the guy making his first start or the guy who's mm-hmm. not as, as, as good as the other guy. And so that's what we look at as well. So it's kind of, it's kind of funny that, you know, checker chess match that that coaches play throughout the week and, and especially on game days to find out kind of who, where the weak link is. Because, I mean, inevitably there's going to be one. You're going to find one sure. and you're going to be able to attack it. And, and then it's just all a matter of kind of what you do when you find it and and and, uh, and take advantage of it. So that, that's kind of cool. You actually got me thinking. So I got a question for you. I don't know if this happens on your podcast very often. Sure. No, absolutely. Go ahead. So if we have a great defensive end. Is it better to run, you know, some sort of crazy stunt away from him and, like, you know, let those guys go at it and let our, our defensive end just try to get after your, your tackle? Or is it better to have our really good defensive end be involved in whatever crazy stunt we're doing? I th- Truthfully, I think get him involved because a lot of the times what's going to happen when, you've got, when you have a, a dominant defensive player – especially on the front line, especially a defensive end, what are most teams going to do to that guy? Slide to him. 
They're well, they're, or they're going to read them. They're not going to block true. them. Very true. So uh, you know, especially in the run game, especially now with the you know the zone read and the RPO and all of those types of things, which I'm sure you guys see as as much as 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 we all do. But I think the best thing to do is involve him in that. Um, try to get him. You know, try, and again, the the same thing we just talked about. Try to get him on a mismatch where you can take advantage of. Uh, you know, moving him around and, and, and getting him on a slide or a stunt uh, mm-hmm. or, you know, spiking inside, things of that nature where you can – it's not just one one move, hey, take an outside rush and get the quarterback. There's there's yeah. a, a ton of different things to it. Um, I mean, we had, we had that situation here this past year. Um, we had an All-American defensive end, and mm-hmm. we would do that. We would get him involved on stunts. We would line him up at, at the three technique sometimes to try to get him, you know, get a mismatch and – and it helped. So, uh, you know, I think the more you can do with it, the better. That's good stuff. Yeah. So, so last question I've got for you, Coach, and, and this is the one that kind of stumps people the most. But um, if, you could, if you could put together a Mount Rushmore of offensive linemen um, mm-hmm. from guys you played with or guys you've coached or guys you're just a, a fan of, who would be on that five-man offensive line? All right. I think i got to start off uh, at the beginning. Um, my, my center in high school – uh, is, is a good friend of mine still. His name is uh-huh. AJ Schaffler. Uh, he's uh, works in compliance for for Monmouth University, um, but he's you know maybe five foot seven. I, I don't know how much he weighed in high school, 150 pounds, <laughs> but ha- had no business being on the offensive line. Uh, but was just the toughest kid, the the best teammate of all time. Um, and you know it was funny because he was my center and shotgun wasn't a thing back then. So right. I'm six two. I'm um, I'm nice and low crouched underneath trying to get the snap from him, but you know, tough as nails and just as it embodied everything that I, I think a teammate really should be. Right. Uh, next guy is probably uh, you know, guy I, I played with in college, uh, Ryan Hart Predmore. Um, he was a kid that came in, you know, really strong, uh, hardworking kid. And I mean, we had some great, great offensive line coaches while we were at Lafayette uh, coach Hefner, who's, I think he, I think he works with tight ends at, at Northwestern. Uh, Coach Clayton, who uh, I believe is either offensive coordinator or offensive line at Stetson. Um, but he was the first guy I think I ever was around that you could see his technique getting better. And he just mm-hmm. – he wanted to master the craft. Uh, and he became a captain for us and just an all-league player and was just absolute killer. Um, next one has to be one of the, the kids that I, I've been lucky enough to be around, Adder Sinus. You know, as a sophomore, we're watching him on, on scout team and we're saying, you know, this kid's kind of a – almost like a pipsqueak, you know. Um, and he, he's got no chance and all this type of stuff. You know, and then he hits that, that offseason and just absolutely crushes it. And, you know, similar to, to Hart Predmore, like, did everything that he could to, to learn and master the position. And he came out as a, as, as a junior. You know, he's a kid 5'11", 245. You know, the guy next to him is 6'8", you know, 350 <laughs> pounds. You, you know, I, I tell this story to the recruits. Like, which kid would you rather have? Everybody says the 6'8 kid. Well, that, right. that 5'11 kid turned into a, just a monster. And he went from being a kid that, you know, we never saw playing on scout team to being called an All-American and all this. So, um, uh, Brett Highland was an awesome, awesome guy to be around. Uh, and then my last two have got to be uh, Coach Herb Hand and then uh, the great Tony Schiffman because <laughs> since I, I followed you guys on Twitter, I've learned, you know, way more than I have in the past, you know, 10, and, uh, 11 years coaching football. So, uh, you guys have been so, so uh, just monumental in just my understanding of offensive line play and technique. Uh, so I, I got to thank you and, and Coach Hand for that. So 
Well, I appreciate that. I, I don't know if I have the, uh, the resume to, to make that, but I, I still, I'll, I'll, I appreciate it. So thank you. Um, well, coach, I appreciate you coming on and, and talking with us. Do me a favor before we get out of here and uh, drop your Twitter handle and any other information you want the, uh, the listeners to know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, at Coach Cage, and that's uh, Cage with a K. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, like you name it, I'm on it, wherever the recruits are. Um, but definitely uh, my DMs are always open. I love to talk football or connect. Um, and just, yeah, just keep on growing in this profession. Awesome. Well, Coach, I, again, I appreciate you coming on and talking with me. Uh, you know, best of luck this upcoming season, whatever, whatever season we might have. And uh, look forward to talking with you on the road. Likewise. All right. Thanks, Coach. Take care. Thanks again for everyone listening. And remember to go check out platform.com for the full series of Hog Football podcast episodes. We want to thank everybody for their continued support and be on the lookout for our Hog Football Chat series from Twitter on our website, hogfootballchat.net. You can check out all of our great sponsors and tons of awesome.